Hello, everyone. Welcome to Just Jana, a podcast where each month I'll speak to a variety of industry leaders to bring you education, trends, and relevant topics in franchising. I'm your host, Jana Bailey, CEO of FranNet. everyone and welcome to Just Jana. I am thrilled to have another great interview today for each of you. You're going to learn a lot and you're going to enjoy this session. I'd like to introduce you to my friend Charles Intracanola. Did I say that right Charles? You did. Yeah. All right. Great. Well I want Charles to give you all a little background about himself his time in the industry. And then I'm just going to keep kind of digging a little deeper till he gives us everything we want. So Charles, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Yeah, Janet, it's, uh, well, it's good. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Charles Internicola, I'm the founder of Internicola Law Firm. And what we do is we represent emerging franchisors, developing their franchise, ongoing support, And along the way, we've looked to really offer strategic services to our clients in terms of giving them that extra value and growing their franchise brands, compliance, um, and really what it takes over the life cycle of a successful franchise system. Well, you know, I really didn't have your acquaintance prior to COVID. That's really when I got to know you. And it, it was quite interesting. It was because you and, and Nick Polis were working on um, a project that you launched, I think, during COVID. Yeah. Was that the first of it? Yeah. So, Jenna, what, what's interesting is um, the franchise community is so tight mm-hmm. and there's so many valuable people and valuable help. So when COVID happened, right, we're a franchise law firm. All we do is franchising. Um, that initial turbulence, everyone, our clients got a little nervous right away. We said, Hey, we're suspending fees for a couple of months and we just kept our staff going. And, you know, we, we sat around it really just from having updating our clients really saw a need to help build community. So Nick Powell's and I launched FranX and, um, we had a great time working with other franchisors and professionals, and it's now grown into a great community. Yeah. Um, you all, do you all do this weekly now or? Yeah. So, so if anyone listening, if you can't, no, um, FranX <laughs> is an online community. We have a Facebook mm-hmm. group, uh, Franchise Growth Mastermind, and then weekly we do a live stream. And, and so what happened was it was during the pandemic, everyone had questions, And what started as one webinar and one conversation, uh, Nick came to me and said, hey, let's just do this weekly. Um, And so now we've launched weekly live streams, a newsletter. And for me, selfishly, I've looked at it as giving added value to our clients. So even things like we'll get, you know, say it's a new franchisor and they'll say, hey, Charles, how do I respond to initial inquiry by a broker or by a franchisee Mm -hmm. candidate? Well, we put that content together, we create a content schedule and we'll produce live streams and videos for them. And that's really what's happened with the FranX community. And the goal is 
just to give them the extra edge uh, as they enter the franchise world and grow. So we do weekly live streams. And then also at the firm level, I, you know, we had the pleasure a couple of weeks ago, Jana, where you were giving great advice to our clients about, I think we use the term building a genuine franchise system. Mm-hmm. Jana, so many people. So the, there's so many great entrepreneurs that go into franchising. Great. Unfortunately, they're not communicating with the Jana Bally's and, and your organization. And just on Friday, I received a, a LinkedIn message. Someone I spoke to two years ago, and he said, hey, Charles, he goes, I was watching Fran X. You were talking about seasoning a franchise offering. Can you explain a little more? And I did. And he said, you know, we, we didn't work with you. We did X, Y, and Z. They promised they're going to do sales. That never happened. Um, Then we bought a bunch of leads and that didn't work out. And now we're doing X. And so the hard part there is to, it's not the money they've spent. It's seeing that they franchised almost three years ago and never gained any traction. Right. What you're doing here. And that's really the goal of Fran X is exposing brands to other people in the franchise community and accelerating their growth. Now, unfortunately, we hear a lot of those stories where there's promises made. I feel so sorry for some of the young brands that come to us that have already spent their money, really, with a lot of different promises that that never came to fruition. So not surprised you hear that. Um, I love what you and Nick are doing. I, I grab the recordings from time to time when I can. I think that it is a definite value to the up-and-coming franchisors to hear. So speaking of some things these up-and-coming franchisors may want to hear about, you've been in the franchise industry how long, Charles? For a long time. Um, yeah, <laughs> for decades, I guess. Um, yeah, and, and as a franchise-only law firm where we only represent franchisors, that's for the past 10 years. You've been in the industry decades, you've been through a recession or two, and you've seen the impact that it has on the franchise industry and franchise development. So we're hearing and seeing some things that make us think there could be a recession right around the corner. So what are your thoughts around that? It's interesting, Jenna. If it's a cyclical recession, I think it's probably healthy and I think it could be beneficial for the franchise industry, right? Um, Only because I think with COVID and with economic turbulence, franchising has really proven itself as a durable business model and an opportunity, um, especially for individuals who are displaced at the corporate level or not satisfied. So I think if it's a cyclical recession, I, I think I, I think there'll be challenges. I think there's going to be significant opportunity uh, for franchisors. Um, and what, what I find interesting is all of these challenges, whether it was COVID, uh, economic turbulence, recession, mm-hmm. or maybe even a deeper recession, it's an opportunity to actually re-level the playing field. Agree. And grow. Right? Agree. Yeah, you know, Frannet's 35 years old, so we've seen that cycle a few times. And for the industry overall, what we see is an increase in 
franchise sales, people coming, like you said, from corporate America. The key is it also may shift somewhat the types of franchises that are being sold. Um, people look for those recession resistant. And just like I think the thing we talked about during COVID was the um, the essential services. Those seem to be the ones that we see that really thrive during recessionary times. So as a young brand, maybe I'm a brand new franchise or, you know, a young brand, 12 months old, maybe. And I hear this, how should I prepare? Is what, what would you be advising your clients right now? What are the things they should be thinking about or doing in preparation? Well, I, this applies all the time, right? So, so, but especially with these young emerging brands, um, it comes down to the basics, right? Mm. Setting those budgets in terms yeah. of what their franchise development spend is going to be over the next yeah. 12 months, right? So many emerging brands don't have a budget, right? And so it's hard to quantify and measure results. Um, and so I, I think they do need to plan out a little more. Um, second is to focus on the key levers, right? Unit level economics exactly. and franchisee validation, right? Yeah. So, so that's always at the heart of what we're focused on. If you're if you're not creating that validation and not improving those unit level economics, your sales are going to falter six nine months from now. Mm-hmm. And you know we were talking in Franax recently, which uh, about topic of hey Q1 and Q2 are over. What if you haven't hit your franchise sales goals for the first half of the year? Um, and there's tactics, digital tactics to um, intercept franchise leads and become part of the conversation. But if you haven't hit your goals already, it's probably a unit level economics issue, mm-hmm. right? And, and validation. And so I'd be focusing on that. And especially if there's economic turbulence, I'd look at it as an opportunity to level the playing field with the bigger brands. I recommend for our clients all the time, outmaneuver Mm-hmm. the more established brands on digital, right? And your yeah. digital platforms, your video, your brand story, your leadership team stories, right? Building that personal connection and then just hone in on unit level economics. That's great advice. You know, that's one of the things that it's hard for any broker group to um, work with is a brand that doesn't have strong unit economics and validation. I mean, that, those are the keys for us. If those two things aren't in place, it's very difficult to get a client to look at a brand. So those are the the shutdown points. Well, and and Jenna, the the hard part, and and we have many similar clients, Franette and our firm, is sometimes emerging brands get distracted. So Mm -hmm. they approach a Franette, you have that conversation, and maybe Franette can't work with that brand at that moment. And then unfortunately, they, maybe they go to someone else and they, but they never build those foundational exactly. elements. In, you know, and, and that's the hard part. That, that's the most disappointing part or the frustrating part for me, like that LinkedIn message I mentioned, which is two, three years later, not gaining traction. Exactly. And 
I try to tell the brands that, you know, come to me and say, well, your team said, you know, not ready. I'm not ready to work with you all, blah, blah, blah. And I, I've tried to explain sometimes no is the best answer because no gives you time to build the foundation and not start trying to, to sell and get a lot of franchisees in you can't support, you're not ready for. Um, you know, I, I know the word no is difficult to hear, but just finding someone who'll bring you in doesn't guarantee you're going to get the traction you're looking for anyway. So it's uh, it's 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 a difficult difficult message to have to deliver sometimes, and, and really hope people can absorb some of what's being said to them that's not just rejection focused. Well, and the good news is is that if they take that to heart, mm-hmm. they could come back strong, right? What what exactly. looks like slow growth over a three year time horizon, where a brand sells two, three, four, ten franchises. Well, if they're validating and their item 19 looks great by year four, over a five-year time horizon, that mm-hmm. slow growth company now over five years is a winning company, right? Exactly. With great growth and great broker interest. So it, it's all about that, that five-year strategy. Yeah, it's timing. Well, let's switch gears a minute. So if you are a prospective franchisee, and you find this podcast and you're listening to it, what would you say to them? Because, you know, the question is, is this a good time or a bad time to go into business? Well, look, I I think if you have the right reasons, there's always a good time to go into business, right? Always. I mean, it's like the lifeblood of everything, right? So I, 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 I definitely think there's always... It's always the right time to do it. Now, is it the right time for them personally is a different story, right? And it's it's really where are they at in this stage of their life, why they're evaluating business ownership, why they're evaluating franchising. And for them, I'd recommend, right, to evaluate their own internal budget, evaluate why they're approaching franchising, um, and then, of course, they go through the process with FranNet and other, you know, and your team in terms of finding the right fit, but I don't think there's ever a bad time for business. Now, look, I mean, in the middle of COVID is not the best time to buy a restaurant, right? Right. So you can't predict those things. And we do, there's definitely going to be macroeconomic headwinds coming on. So I would factor that into my evaluation. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's all about personal goals industry. I'd be focused on ROI, industry, investment level, and really connecting with the franchisor team. That's that's so important. And the questions to be asking at, at that point uh, of any franchisor, have they been through a recession before? And how did they, their franchisees weather? What, were they actually one of the brands that did really well and they saw an uptick or was it, um, you know, something where it they saw a slight decrease? You want to find out these things and what kind of support is out there. Talk to the franchisees, gather the information that we always ask you to do in any circumstance. You know, how are the franchisees doing? What have been the highs or the lows in their time with the company? So gathering your information, I agree with you, Charles, there is no right time or wrong time it it's, it depends on the individual 
I, I do agree. I, probably buying a restaurant during COVID wouldn't have been the smartest move, but there are always reasons for those decisions. So as you look out for your own business and just franchising in general um, for the for the rest of this year, what would you say you predict? We're proceeding with caution, right? Mm -hmm. um, so internally, um, I'm looking at this. So it's it's been a great first half of the year. Uh, we're on target with all our goals, and and for us, we we we're very very involved in traction and our strategic planning, which is important. Um, but our focus has been since last quarter and going through this year. It always is, but we want to be hyper focused on our existing clients, mm. um, and so we're focusing more. You know, we're we're placing much more emphasis on internal systems support and our existing clients. And I think that's how we're going to win overall, right? If you overperform for your existing clients, you know, gaining more business is never going to be an issue. Uh, agree. And what is it? We're told that on average, there's 300 new franchisors that go into the, the industry every year and 300 that fail. So you just don't want to be one of the 300 that fail. And um, if you're getting ready to do this, be sure you get the right partners along the way. Very important. So Charles, any closing thoughts for our audience? Not many, but if you're looking to buy a franchise and, and you're listening to this, um, I think Jana's comment about speaking to other franchisees is critical, right? You work mm -hmm. with a team like Frannet and, and would just ask existing franchisees, hey, would you do it again? Right? Exactly. Right. And then for those emerging franchisors out there, you want to have conversations with Jana where she tells you no, and then you recalibrate and come back even stronger. So, um, Jana, it's a, a, always a pleasure speaking and, and, and I really enjoyed this. Well, thank you, Charles. And it was a pleasure to have you. So for our audience, thanks again for listening to Just Jana. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Have a great rest of your week, everyone.